Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new week of Pick and Roll, the daily NBA betting shows on weekdays right here on the Board HQ, the Hammers NBA content division on this show. We go through NBA free picks, and today we have two NBA free picks for you guys to enjoy for the Monday slate. So before we get into that, make sure you guys hit the like button. If you're going to be tailing these plays, you want to support the show and subscribe to the channel keep up to date with all the content we have here as i said me and pitch are live 9 45 a.m eastern time every weekday morning you do not want to miss out on the content all right let's get into the picks right away here we have one that's been that's seen some movement here so live viewers are treated to this one to start us off here we're going to be going to the hornets and the bulls to grab terry rogier under on his points it's at 24 and a half minus 125 at bet mgm and at DraftKings, whichever sports book you prefer to use there, you can go for the under 24 and a half on Terry Rozier. For the second play, we have an SGP available at BetMGM. You can get in the Rockets and Heat game. We're, fa- we're fading our guy, Alper and Shengun here. A tragic day, but unfortunately, if the spot is where it is, we know Phipps wears this shirt sometimes, the data over feelings shirt. Are you wearing it right now as well? The data yeah. over feelings? There you have it. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is for Shengun. We have under 25 and a half points and the game alt total under 20, 228 and a half points. In my region, this was a little bit different, but if you have access to ESPN bet, you can get Shengun under 25 and a half points and the game total under 227.5 at plus 100 odds at ESPN bet. As we have it on the show, it'll be minus 120 at bet MGM. So Shengun 25 and a half game alt total. 228.5 in the Rockets and Heat game. Let's go back to the Terry Rozier play here to start us off here. Talk to us about Terry Rozier and why we're going to fade him against the Bulls. I mean, I mean the kind now. of, yeah, doing it a lot. And we are doing it mostly against uh, pick and roll ball dominant players. And if you think, if you can see uh, this uh, pick and roll ball handler, he's scoring 34% of his total points via pick and roll ball handler. Bulls are number one pick and roll ball handler defense. They are also allowing the least points by far, the least points to opposing point guards. And additional part, they played just two days ago and Terry had only 15 points in a close game. So even like they were down 10 and he started shooting some crazy shots and got up to 17 attempts. And I don't see Terry covering this with 17, 17 attempts. And out of those 17 attempts in the last game, 15 were like very, very well defended. Uh, his him taking off balance, uh, fading away jump shot because he couldn't get anything open. Bulls are overall on the season of great de- transition defense. Uh, they had some troubles lately, but in the last game against the Hornets, they were good there. And they don't allow free throws, which is kind of Terry also kind of the way Terry scores. So if you take a look overall, very difficult matchup for Terry Rozier in all parameters. And we are getting 24 and a half. It's not like he's going over this line a lot this season. If you take a look at the last eight games, he's under in five, even though he played some good matchups. I mean, even against the Pacers, he only scored 25. And that's the perfect matchup. Like, Bulls are complete opposite. And I just don't see it for Terry. He will need to have like crazy efficient game. And as I said, if you take a, a, his field goal attempts in the last game, they were all crazy difficult, off balance, 
fading away shots. So yeah, I don't see him having a great efficiency in this game. Okay, good stuff for the first play fading point guards against the Bulls. The most recent example wasn't the winner, but we have had success there this season. Let's go to the other play here, reiterating that depending on your region, you may not get the 25 and a half on Shengun at, at MGM. ESPN bet and in Ontario, the score bet will have the plus 100 odds for the Shengun at the same price, at the same, sorry, the same number, under 25 and a half points, but the game all total at 227.5 instead of 228.5. We have it here, minus 120 at BetMGM. We have the 228.5 and Shengun under 25 and a half, minus 120 BetMGM. Uh, we've had a lot of success with Shengun overs this season, so how come we're going to go to an under now for Alpi, our guy? Well, also, I'll say I'm okay with half a unit on his uh, 22 and a half under for for some people that don't get this one. And I think maybe DraftKings has under 24 and a half. So I'm kind of good with that too for half a unit. So I think that's good uh, okay. to get money on this. Yeah, the Bay man, and, and and how they defend. So this is the, uh, the these are the numbers uh, on defense. Uh, in pick and roll, Shengun is one of the most dominant pick and roll uh, role man scorers in the entire league. We are looking at 13 uh, best defensive rating from Miami, but they played half the season without Bema Debayo, so that number is even better. Lately, he's scoring a lot of his points, and we can see here the second most dominant play type, free throws. Miami just don't allow free throws. And they'll double hit any post-up and or transition. I think we'll see a lot of zone defense against the Rockets because they like lack some shooting. So, yeah, transition also great defense from Miami, and they allow the, the least points to opposing uh, centers. So, yeah, this is a very difficult matchup for, for, for Shingun. They will clog the middle, and that's where he operates. And they will double team his post-ups. That's also the way he operates. I can see still a good game for Shengun with like 20 points, 10 rebounds, and like six to seven assists in this game. But I don't think we can see 25 or more against this kind of defense. So, yeah. And game total, two teams playing a slower pace, two teams struggling to score. Two teams with great def defenses. Yeah, this should be. And both both teams struggle in, in half court, and both teams are amazing defending transition. So we'll see a lot of half court uh, possessions, and we'll see a lot of late shot clock, terrible shots taken in this game because both teams will struggle on offense and will have a good defensive game. If you take a look at the last couple of games, I mean, Rockets held. Uh, the game against the Bucks was under 120, so uh, 220, and Bucks are usually known for high-scoring games. I mean, Rockets' defense is just the way how they win the games. And if they want to win against Miami, they need to help them below 110 points. And I think, with that said, uh, this total should stay under. All right, so there we have it for those two plays for today. Reinder, uh, ESPN bet as well. If you don't have access to that MGM line that we that we had put up at 25 and a half, also you can check out DraftKings to play a similar price. But those are the two plays that we have for today. Looking to start the week on a positive note. But I also today wanted to discuss briefly. Well, actually, before we discuss anything, we have to go through the recap of the Monday plays. Unfortunately, 
for the Monday plays. We, well, I mean, it culminates down. Right. It was two and, we were two and two. It culminates down to the last play of the day was a DeMontis Sabonis hook on two free throws. The very next play fouls out. Our hook counter is looking pretty ugly this season. Three and eight on bets that end on 0.5 above or under at a certain threshold as well. So, you know, we're not counting, you know, if it lands on four, four assists when we have over four and a half. That's not going into this. But the hooks, three and eight, which is has been really tough. And it was a two and three day as a result. But on the week, it was a small loss in the end because of that minus basically a quarter of a unit on the week. We did have success with the Pistons SGP. We had success with a Jordan Poole under. I think Jordan Jordan Poole didn't even sniff 18 and a half points. I don't even think he sniffed 10 points in this game, if I remember correctly. Uh, and the losers were Trey Young on the over, did not come close. And Jared Allen, his points, assists, rebounds. Jared Allen did sort of come close, but the overall blowout was an issue there. But Pips, do you want to discuss overall the slate? Your thoughts on this one, the two and three day? Trey Young just great spot. I'll bet him again. Hey, look where it closed. It closes value, I think, on that bet. It closes 29 and a half. We get a whole uh, almost an entire point difference. It closed yeah. at minus 115. We had 120. Yeah, it was insane. Just he couldn't get his shot up. He was wrong from 11 from three points. He may miss two straight wide open layups. He missed some free throws. Like just stinker game. You cannot. You can't do anything about it. Like this is was a smash spot for Young. And also they got blown out. Like they allowed 150 points. It was insane. But yeah, that was the loser. Jared Allen lost because of a blowout. He had 10 points in the first half, scored one bucket in the third quarter, and got pulled out because of huge blowout. I mean. Yeah, I took these lower lines, seven-game parlay, because I was afraid of a blowout. Didn't go on from straight PRAs, but yeah. Uh, then uh, Duran, pretty sweat-free, I would say. Jordan Poole, Mitchell. Mitchell was a bit sweat, but he covered early into the third. So, yeah, Jordan yeah. Poole was easy. Also, blowout thing, if it wasn't a blowout, Mitchell would be like 35, maybe even more. And then we came. I I'm honestly hurt to trash talk about your Raptors every go time. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but this was one of the worst defensive games. I mean, I'm not surprised when I see like Pistons soccer defense. When I see like I don't know in Pacer soccer defense, but this was just insane level of poor defense by the Raptors. Usually, when that like. There are defensive schemes in the league. When someone is poor at defending picker of both handers, that means they are probably doing well against the Romans. If someone is doing poor at both, that means they are allowing pick and roll and they are taking away spot up and everything else, trees and stuff. <laughs> but you somehow suck against both handers, None suck against Roman, <laughs> suck against spot up at the same time. Like it was insanity of the game, and you almost came back and won like it's insane how, how poor defense yeah <laughs> king played too so but every time someone set a pick and roll pick and pocket pass to sabonis it was free buckets for him there is no jacob there is no like anyone on this team that was even close to stopping them and then 
he got into foul trouble. And I'm like, okay, we could we could maybe win this. 20 points, he had 20 and five fouls. He scored yeah. one bucket on some pick. And then like 22 points, two minutes left. He got wide open below the rims. Like it was insane. Like it's close game, two possession game. You are guys trying to catch up and you leave Sabonis wide open under the rim. And then Boucher got close and fouled him. Two free throws. We need him to miss one. He makes both. Next possession, he's fouled out. Yeah, and the, the first half is where the Raptors' defense was really bad. And also, their, their offensive rebounding. Uh, the, the Kings, I think, had eight, or it was a year eight, or I think it was eight first half offensive rebounds. Sabonis so obviously features very heavily there. Um, so he had 16 first half points. So, yeah, I, this is a game I was watching. I couldn't really explain why the Raptors' defense was so bad because, like, they literally weren't doing anything. Like you'd think, okay, they're trying to take this away, so this is being left on. But they weren't covering anything, and the Kings had 77 first half points. Uh, now they fixed up second half, but yeah, schematically that was a a poor showing there. But yeah. unfortunate on the loss, it is what it is. That's one that uh, we 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 swallow. We've had to swallow a lot of these tough losses this season, but um, didn't harm the week too too much overall. Hopefully, we start to set things straight this week. Some really good numbers, as I said last week. I mean, we see with the Mitchell play as well. Uh, some of the other ones also, we, we got some good clothes. The Jordan Poole one, uh, the 18 and a half all line went to 16 and a half. So that one showed some success, but hopefully we have the two plays today that are going to help a lot. All right. Two questions from the chat here. I wanted to discuss. First of all, quickly, uh, we had a question about the stats that we pulled up for Shen Goon and for Terry Rogier. Uh, are these stats coming from the website that you're currently working on? Yeah. So I'm creating, uh, as I said already, this is just one feature of my site uh, that I'm currently working on. Not I'm working on, I have engineers and some people be way better than me with uh, programming. You're overseeing on. the work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm working on these play types. I'm, I have some uh, shooting charts from the team player and from the opposing teams, some filters for graphics for defensive rating pace. So how some players do against the team that are poor, uh, perform against the team that are high in pace or slow pace against kind of different kind of defensive rating. So yeah, it will be it will be interesting. I'm trying to make like when I'm doing my research, I have like 15 tabs open all the time, going through everything manually, and it takes like 30 minutes to research one player. I'm trying to make a site that will have like one screen, everything on one screen, everything you need to have is on one screen all the data and just you can do that manually takes 30 minutes you can do it like in two one to two minutes on one screen for for every player uh, and yeah that's the idea it's currently work in progress i'm working on it every day with my team of people and yeah i don't think maybe like next week or two weeks we'll have something ready but uh, it's so far for private use and it's like a bit bad in beta, I would say. So we'll see what the future brings. Okay. So uh, keep that in mind, everybody, when those if, sort of stats come if, up. If anyone wants to be a part of beta, you can shoot me a DM on Twitter at PipsMBA. So I'll add you to the list so you can be one of early users. There you go. So potentially some exciting stuff on the horizon there. Another question came in. This kind of coincides with I also 
wanted to ask here. But even though they lost yesterday to the Lakers, the Lakers are very weird. The Los Angeles Clippers have really turned a corner since the James Harden trade. And perhaps in particular, James system, Harden. baby. Sorry? System. I am a system, baby. <laughs> and in particular, James Harden's turned a bit of a corner here. James Harden has looked terrific in the recent stretch of games. You're obviously a James Harden fan, as we know on the show. You did talk to us about the Clippers and how they've managed to turn things around so so sharply. They are now sitting at fourth in the Western Conference with a 22 and 13 record. I mean, I said I'm a system, baby. I don't think he, if you remember when he said it on the press conference and people yeah. mocked him. And now <laughs> they look stupid because, yeah, he is a system. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are shooting the most put up shots ever, I think. And they are getting the best looks they um, I think they got like in from the entire career, if you take a look. Like they are winning because Kawhi and PG not doing much isolation stuff. They are getting attacking of the good parts of the James Harden creation. James Harden is like carrying like nine to ten assist average. I mean, that's a bit number low, but that's without playing so much pick and roll. And he when he played pick and roll with MB, like it's easy, just pocket pass and it's a it's an assist. Here it's it's a bit difficult to create for the wings. And he's doing a great job. And they are doing great. I mean, team with Terrence Mann, uh, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Ivica Zubats, and shouldn't have any struggles on defensive end. They should be always like above average defensive team. So this was a matter of, of time just to open up the offense. And over the last, I mean, month or so, month and a half, their offense looked great with James Harden running things. They put uh, Westbrook on the bench. He's doing his part in 15 to 20 minutes of the bench. When, when and they are not, uh, they are staggering his and James Harden minutes, so they are not on, at the same time on the floor. Maybe even less than five minutes a game. So that works well for them. And I, I just, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm glad that uh, James Harden is proving people wrong. Uh, of for how many times? So yeah, he's still a good guy. And also, right. one part of the James Harden thing is his efficiency. He's shooting 43% from three this season. That's career That's, high. Yeah. It just it was so, just a bit of a, a time to, a time period for him to settle in with L, in LA and everyone to get used to him. But since then, this team is flying and they've been they've been mostly healthy as well. Like, you know, here and there, Kawhi PG are missing games, but nowhere near to the extent of last season. They uh they aren't resting nearly as they aren't resting really at all. They're just if they're healthy, they're playing this season. I think that's also helping build cohesion with this team. It's not always a, a, a question every day, like, are these guys even going to play today? But I'll say, like, I think this is a career high efficiency for both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And that's because James Harden creates for them. They don't need to take uh, inefficient uh, self-created shots. They are getting the most assist, the, the highest assist, to, to shots they had in their career. Yeah, I'm looking at Kawhi's efficiency numbers this season. Has never shot this well from three before. Not even close. Last season, he shot 41.6% from three. Uh, oh, sorry. There's one season. There was a season, his first All-Star season, he shot better than this from three, 443 in San Antonio. But he uh, efficiency-wise... Yeah, yeah, but that, those seasons, as 